last time on the Savage Bear Podcast. They'd all laugh at me if they knew what I was trying to do. To create a new strain of super assistant in one night with a fraction of nature's resources and a petrified fool for an assistant. Calvestus, he's mad, they'd say. He's insane, he's dangerous. Well, I'll show them. I'll show them all. G'day and welcome to the Bebop Bebop podcast. How is everyone doing? Bebop 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 What are we doing? How's everyone doing? Oh god. What an intro. What, an what, intro. A, what a start. Where it's just us being well. Yeah, we could all be the worst droids in existence. Okay, okay, actually, no, I've got a thing. I've got a thing here. Right. Alright. I feel all right. like. The world is very inundated with sci-fi, but not a lot of fantasy. And I think that's mainly Dude. due to production. Value. Do you? I feel like I feel like there's way more sci-fi than there is like fantasy stuff. Like films, I guess, yeah. Mm, and TV shows, because it's very expensive to do a fantasy thing thing. Uh, I would say it's still pretty expensive to do sci-fi, right? Most original fantasy flops. So we just get like Yeah. You know, yeah. Rehashed garbage like the Lord of the Rings series that's about to start. There's my two yeah, cents. I'm very yeah. interested to see what <laughs> happens with that. That's okay. Sci-fi stuff you can get away with having uh, non-conventional items covered in spray paint and uh, held together with a glue gun, and it still true. Works. Whereas fantasy is kind of based a little Can't bit do that more in, in historical value. Like, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. this. I like this. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll ever be able to produce something like Lord of the Rings again. Like classic those three movies. Even I mean, The Hobbit was a struggle, but um, oh, Amazon's <laughs> trying. Yeah, look, they might do really well, or they might do horribly. I'm excited to find out. Like, I will, I will watch it. I will watch it. I don't know when because I don't have a Prime account. Um, but yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones did well until the last yeah. season, and maybe a few seasons before that, depending who you talk to. But that first season was solid. Well, Amazon released uh, The Wheel of Time, so. How was that? I never actually got around to touching that. Keep yeah. Mouth shut. It happened? <laughs> it oh, got released. No, it happened. Keeping my oh. mouth shut. That's so sad because I remember talking to you about how, like, not excited you were, but, like, interested to see it. How did you. Oh, have you seen. Keen. Did you see Dune then? Did you said, like, Dune. I haven't watched that yet. Like, no, the sci fi movie. Dune. Yeah, Sorry. Dune. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Yes. Because I was going to ask that's like the other. Yeah. Well, it's because it's, I think it's our favorite director. Billion, billion, One of our favorite. Yeah, Minion Yu, who does, who did about, um, well, we've never actually really discussed it, you and I, but what did you think of the new, I know, I just want, I'm just on the top of my brain at the moment, what did you think no, of the new Blade Runner? I liked it. Like, which was now five years old. I really liked, I really liked yeah. it, actually. Oh, I liked that, I liked that one. That was good. It had its flaws, but it was really good. Yeah. I need more movies like that in my life. As, as I know, as a, a man who, when we went out to go drinking, came back and <laughs> watched Driver, and we were like, <laughs> oh, this is like the best. <laughs> So I know the kind no, of movie that we enjoy. Really but you ask what other people enjoy, it's bloody Escadar and doing some shopping. Nice. Segway out of 10. Thank you. Oh, out of 10. That's clearly a, a three. Yeah, because there's three party members. Right. Nice. 
Oh, yeah, no, because Bunny's coming along as well. Oh, shit. Four. Is the blob? No, the blob's standing behind to cook the thing, which you would know if you listened to the last episode. Ho, ho. <laughs> um, I wonder if I level him up enough, I can have him pilot the armor like a Gundam. Dude, dude, dude. Fucking write that, write that down, because I want that to happen. Right, my notes. I'm totally organized. So, last week, the professor broke the news to the circus about the death of Keith the Rigger. Mordain expressed interest in learning how to defend herself, and Yuri has offered to teach anyone who's willing in the morning. That morning, Kale revealed his new experiment and crafted a gelatinous-based life form with a slouched face called Goop, to the amazement of Uri and Bunny. Javier made plans with the Duke to organize practice as he had a new performance brewing up in his brain. And lastly, the party gathered to head into town to spice up Bunny's attire, find weapons for the circus, and have a discussion with Daracus about what occurred last night. So the four of you head down towards the city of Eskidar. You do pass guards who are heading up towards the circus, seeing, looking you up and down, recognizing you as circus folk. They kind of give you a nod as you leave. Good morning. As you, like, walk past. They clearly seem very heavily armored, two of them in a pair, very, like, long swords in sheaths walking up towards where the circus is. You get down towards the main drag that leads into the city of Eskadar. Again, you've got like wagons stacked, heading inside, bringing in grain, bringing in food, bringing in wares from outside from this, uh, from the outside from this, um, the isles coming into Eskadar to be then shipped out to the rest of the inner sea. You form an orderly line behind everyone else who's gathering inside and again, at the front entrance, you see an Officer Pym who kind of like looks through the crowd and sees you guys and like gives you a wave and beckons you over. Mike! Mike! Giving a wave. Speci- specifically to Kale. Who, who is Mike? Oh yeah, I forgot you haven't been involved with any of this. Officer Pim! Uh, Mike! Uh, Mike! Uh, Uri and uh, I haven't met you yet. Hello! I, I'm Javier. Um, who, who is... It's me, Mike. Yes, hi oh. Mike. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Sorry, I'm... I'm Manners, I'm Officer Pim. I uh, met you guys when you first came to the uh, city. Sorry, I'm just excited. I came to the show last night. Oh, did, did you enjoy <laughs> it? It was wonderful. Uh. Yes, no, I did. I really, really did. I really, really appreciate um, the free uh, fairy floss we were given. Right. And um, then coming back and seeing the magnificent show. And you guys did so well, um, even though what occurred, what occurred. A couple of us were saying, like, hey, maybe this was something between the two circuses that, you know, they did for a little bit of excitement. Yeah, well, unfortunate circumstance. No, it's no don't right. spoil it. No spoilers. Don't spoil no, it. no, no. Don't spoil Wouldn't it. Want to? Yeah. Well, perhaps, perhaps one time, but I'm just not saying anything, perhaps like, ooh, a kind of fun, like, will they, won't they kind of get together and do a big performance together? I reckon that'd be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great idea, officer. Well, uh, if you don't mind, we uh, must be about our business. We're in a bit of a rush, but, uh, you enjoy your morning, sir. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely, again, if you need any help, give us a shout. We're happy to um, have it a say. Always, always. You, you choose one, he got all the details down that's needed, and he ushers you into the city, reminding that the city is multi-stories high. You've got a lot of apartment, uh, not apartment blocks, I say multi-leveled stories of houses and shops where they kind of slouch on each other a little bit. They stand oddly, like what the floor below will be slightly smaller than the floor above, and then the one above that may be even smaller, and they kind of slouch and lean on each other. And you can tell it's like all the newer stuff is built on top, all the most recent buildings built on top, and then through the ages, the young, uh, the lower you go. 
and there's all kind of nooks and crannies you can like creep through in between the uh, floors so you've got alleyways that are sometimes two stories up sometimes the alleyways are like down a level and you have to go underneath like uh, part of a roof or something like that just to give yourself a yeah. visual thing in your brain a lot of markets out in the morning it is Saturday so you guys Sunday in fact Sunday I believe you guys no you guys were performing on Friday today is Saturday because today Star Day is the night that the uh, Celestial Menagerie will be having their performance, as you yeah. should be aware. So as you're walking through town, you do spot a few more of these posters that have been up in town, and I'll share them with you as you head out. So you obviously see, I think, Yuri, this is probably the first time you've spotted this. Yeah. A rather large and strong orc in a pink tutu sitting on top of what looks like a woolly mammoth with the name Evera and Gigi written over the top. Here you'll see it, he'll like, Oh, hey, see ya, looker. Hey? Yeah, you, hey? this is this is a beautiful woman. <laughs> this is this is a very, very beautiful woman for uh, Uri to spot. Soon afterwards, though, you do see this poster up, but with a big X on it saying, Cancelled. Yes, <laughs> uh... Guess Aves over be uh, performing, huh? <laughs> and then as you start wandering down, you see more and more of these posters. You see another tiefling, this time... Ah, oh, sorry, I forgot to I forgot that we're audio podcast. There was a poster of Aves up on the, on the side with his big horns and his green outfits, blowing out a smoke of a dragon, but it has a big X in the center of saying cancelled. Next to him, you see another tiefling, this time shorter horns and more red-like skin. Similar attire to Aves, but this time it's almost pinstripe red with what looks like uh, fiery juggling weapons. You see what appears to be some sort of sea-bound humanoid with the name the amazing Aqua Kineticist. Aqua Kineticist. Aqua Kineticist, yes. Kineticist. This beautiful, beautiful man with these tight trunks on. Uh, trunks being like waterproof pants with scales tattooed over his body with what looks like gills down the side of his throat. And lastly, but not for least, you see a th uh, last poster appears to be a Pegasus oh. known as the Majestic Mist Dancer. All of these posters are just splattered against buildings everywhere you look. They seem to be quite dense at the entrance where you guys came in, closest to the circus. And you can see all these plastered up, and all of them say the Celestial Menagerie tonight, written um, beneath it. Can I ask, how many of these acts does Uri recognize? None. Mm. All of these seem to be brand new acts. Same with you, Kale brand new acts that you've never seen before or have heard of. You know that when you guys left the Celestial Menagerie, you did leave some actors behind, but none of them you've seen on posters so far. You start to make your way towards... Well, where are you heading first? Are we heading to the shops first? Bunny's kind of like looking up at these posters going, oh, yeah, yeah, like looking around. I think Uriel look at the, the group and like, uh, maybe if we get this visit with Derekus out of the way early... We can uh, get on with the rest of our day. What do you reckon? Yeah. Push you guys over to the map. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Heading into town. So you know that the Darakus is obviously part of the main guard who are situated in 
uh, the Conclave Square, uh, yep. which is where you, if you remember, that's where you saw most of the government-oriented buildings. These are more official buildings made out of stone and like marble and quite like, a lot of like iron bars. You presume to keep secrets or lock people away inside, kind of thing. A lot of courthouses, a lot of lawyers going back and forth. It's been a few episodes we've been there. It's actually been about twenty episodes since we were there, which is interesting to think about. You guys head past the giant wall that has the Sarnax Monastery inside, which is where you guys first met um, Candle, and so almost gave one of the priests there a heart attack. <laughs> head into the Conclave Square. Again, very busy. A lot of bureaucracy gets done here. You can see people pushing past left and right, obviously all with like scrolls and thing and like bags underneath their arms. They all seem to be holding official documents, like grabbing onto them, holding onto them for dear life. A couple of them wave out, and there's a lot of very expensive tea shops nearby. You can see the courtroom, or at least the police headquarters, not police, sorry, the headquarters of the guards off in the distance, and you can see two guards standing out the front at attention. Start walking over towards them. You guys head towards there. There's stairs leading up. You remember the bottom floor has uh, windows with, like, bars over the front rather than glass, and you feel like you could see a glimmer of purple perhaps from inside move away from the window as you approach. As you head inside, you look to your right-hand side and again, you see all these uh, rich oak-styled desks going back as far as the room goes and right in front of you is a smaller desk, this time with a gnome sitting at the front. Got glasses on, looking at a, looks to be official papers in front of him as well as a bell sitting directly in front of him. He doesn't pay you any attention as you come inside, but clearly he is a receptionist. A receptionist that I think Havair and Uri know. Well, all, all, th- all three of us were here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone was there. Everyone was there. Yeah. Was it all yeah. three of you? Yeah, it was all three yeah, of you. And the professor. That's who I'm thinking <laughs> of, the professor. That's why I was like, why does this feel different? But yes, no. You're all standing there, and he does not pay you attention. I'm going to look over at Yuri, and then look at the bell. And then look at Yuri, and then look at the bell. Yuri will raise his eyebrow at Javier. Oh, quickly back and forth, Yuri to Bell, over and over. In between this, you see Bunny's hand just rise. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put my finger up to Bunny. Uh, and the hand comes back down. And then point my finger at Yuri. Yuri will reach over and lightly tap. Ding. Rings out. And you just see the gnome sigh. Take off his glasses, put it down, look up at you. Yes, gentlemen. Are you here to deposit your earnings from last night? Well, fuck. Taxes on last night, should I say? Uh. Looks at you kind of questioningly. His hair's mildly bleached, for those who know gnomes. Uh, I, I don't think that has been quite calculated yet, uh, sir, but we were actually here to see uh, Derekus. Let me check the appointments. He little bends down and, like, flicks through his pages. I can organise him to come downstairs for a quick talk, if you wish. Uh, yeah, that, that would be fine. Thank you very much. And he seems to move over across and, like, almost pick up, like, what looks like a post-it set and just, like, write a small note on it and, like, rip it off and just turn around expectantly at, like, a, a human sitting behind a desk behind him and who kind of, like, looks up at him. He just hands him the letter, like, the small note. Human size takes it and just like disappears off upstairs. You're probably waiting for about ten or so minutes, and Darius comes downstairs. I will bring up his picture. There we go. Bang, Darius coming striding downstairs. 
uh, with his armor on, uh, Talbot, uh, Talbot, 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 Tabard, Tabard, that's what I want to say, Tabard, Tabard with the <laughs> eye of Absalom, teal, green, star, uh, sea green-like uh, colored Tabard on it, and his, like, copper-edged uh, plate mail. Comes downstairs and says, uh, greetings, gentlemen. Um, might we take this conversation elsewhere? Uh, wherever you like. He kind of looks around. Perhaps in the back, we can take one of the, uh, one of the rooms out back that we usually take suspects, suspects to. You guys obviously aren't suspects. He puts up his hands to reassure you. Lead on. Uh, right. We'll take him from here. And the gnome just looks up and just gives him a nod. And you guys are led behind the desk past several desks that have similar outfitted uh, officers sitting down, going through notes and paper. You catch a glimpse of certain things. They seem like a lot of these are crimes that have been designated for investigation and in the city. A lot of theft, what you grab. You see a door in the back. Can I do a stealthy perception check? Go for it. Do you want me to roll stealth and perception? Um, give me, just give me stealth. Not bad. Uh, oh, it's actually probably quite good. Uh, 26. Oh, that is actually pretty good. You see, you see that there have been a couple that has been murdered during the night by very unusual circumstances. Mm. in the woodworker's district. Right. That's something that you peek over, you look across, and that's all you catch before, like, uh, another piece of paper's, like, maybe put over the top. You just see couple killed on, with unusual circumstances. When you say couple? Couple. A couple. Okay. Derricus takes you out back, opening up a thick door that has bars on the windows and closes it behind him. Inside, it, there's a desk sitting in the centre with a chair sitting behind it. One of these... You could, he, he, as you go, as he like, he opens the door and goes, please, uh, sit, come inside. There's not enough seats for everyone. Do you want me to grab seats? Uh, I'm happy to stand. It doesn't matter. Right, you know, we'll make it, well, not quick, but we'll, we'll discuss this. And he kind of sticks his head out the doors and closes it. Um, and he kind of beckons you over towards the corner. And he goes, um, so last night, was it fine? Nothing occurred? I presume? Uh, afterwards, no, uh, it was all, all good, uh, Bit of a downer when we had to tell the, the crew about Keith, but... Yeah, and the guards, they were no. there. They were patrolling. Yeah, they were when we, uh, as we left this morning, they were on, on patrol. Right. So... He kind of looks around a little bit and just kind of like checking the door a little bit. And like kind of looks back at you guys. Look, I've had my own suspicions for a while now, and... If I'm honest, I don't know how many of the officers here we can trust. Right. Recently, it's been... Well, I've discovered, but I've kept it quiet for obvious reasons. That may be a number... Not sure how many. I'm guessing maybe 15, maybe 20 of the guards are on, on the bill, shall we say, for certain individuals in town. Not great, gonna say. No, um... I've heard word that individuals working in the woodworkers district, which we've now changed up shifts, new individuals are working there now, um, have been, um, let's say, courteous to individuals that aren't allowed near certain areas. Mm. Mm. This occurred after we found uh, three bodies that were pulled out, and four four bodies, my apologies, that were left out into the left. Uh, well, there was a shop that a strange smell was coming from that we were notified about and um, 
yes, so we have noticed that a certain a certain place down there has been discovered and we had guards posted that night or several nights in between you're not allowed in that area there's um let's say there's tunnels that lead underneath the city that people aren't allowed to have access to and there should have been a guard's presence there at that time indications was of what 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 are these uh boys uh, i probably shouldn't be asking but what are these tunnels that people can't get into, shouldn't get into? Like, is it something that's like... There were, used to be smugglers' routes. Right. Smugglers' routes back in the day that um, when contraband was coming to the city, stuff like pesh, stuff like illegal animals were talking, uh, any number of weapons that were considered contraband within the city. Most weapons are allowed in the city. There are a handful that aren't. Uh, firearms, for instance, aren't allowed in the city. Um, there is a... Yeah, there was, uh, contraband was being brought through these tunnels and we decided it was best to close it off under, uh, obviously, uh, Old Dean came, um, up with that idea, uh, Chief Constable, Old Dean that is, uh, she was the one that always came under the order and this was when she came into power like five years ago. Since then, we've always posted guards at known exits for this tunnel and we were made aware of a new one due to these murders and it looked like quite a violent fight took place in the bottom of that basement which then led to a tunnel we haven't yet to investigate down there but yes well if you need someone to go and investigate uh, perhaps we can be of service well this is this is why i wanted to tell you one of the individuals we know as a member of the celestial menagerie Ah, there's the rub, isn't it? Yes. Um, it was hard to identify the body, and obviously the face itself is... Well, well, let's say the face itself was not left in a position to be identified, but definitely, from what we've spoken with, with um, Victor Volcano, his uniform, shall we say, was identifiable. Right. I, I believe we've had a run-in with him before. Yeah. Victor Volcano? Yes, I... I believe, uh, back in... Abiton. Back in Abiton, yes. Right, I think you mentioned this when Delamar was here, that you had a run-in in Abiton with this... with these individuals. Well, with him in particular, yes, and, and some other of his, of his ilk. Right. He has no idea what occurred. He knows that... He'd stated that, um, well, it, this the individual themselves, Jellico. Uh, was he kind of looks at you a little bit as you say it um, as you grunt uh, Jellico is a free person was able to freely venture into the city and apparently he was into nefarious things so perhaps this is not a reflection of them but he seemed to think he was working as an individual now I'm not saying it's anything dodgy obviously something's down there or perhaps something might be down there we have yet to investigate it and Look, honestly, and he's like looking past you again at the door. I trust you three more than I do some of my officers at this point. Well, uh, look, Derricus, uh, not gonna say I'm uh, any stranger to violence and uh, bloodshed. I do have that in my history. Uh, if you look back in the slave transactions, you'll notice. Me being sold as uh, the knuckler of Belkson at some point, uh, but we didn't find fact that find that in our records. 
Yeah, well, uh, so... We have your receipt, um, two gold for, co- uh, for copper, for the sale. Yeah, well, hopefully we're worth a bit more than that now. But, anyhow, uh, all I'm saying is, uh, if it's dangerous, I'm not going to be necessarily scared by that, if you know what I mean. And I wouldn't be normally asking this, although I saw you in combat last night. You are capable individuals. I know that you're not your circus folk. You know that I understand Mm. that these things are treacherous, and I would be forever in your debt if there are individuals within within this guard group, especially if it ends up involving Aldine herself. I would very much be able to like to bring that to light and have confirmed evidence well and he kind of thinks about it for a bit if individuals like yourselves were looking for revenge possible whatevers and there's something down there that might link something to celestial menagerie if there's something that we can somehow organize uh, upheaval of their circus from the city this might be the best way to go about it I think Yuri will look, yeah, look at the other three and he's just like... And Derek is just kind of looking at you with, and like, he's staring you in such a way that he's just like, like, this is on the nose, this is not particularly safe to discuss. He was basically giving us a free pass, right? Yeah, that's the sense you get. Uh, if, if I was to give you a free sense motive via perception or whatever, this is basically him saying, look, he understands what happened last night, he understands he has to do things the right way through the law, but if anything was occurring if anything was happening with this location that they happened to find a dead person from the celestial menagerie they will investigate it but they are happy to offer that to you as well as you know invested interested seeming as he is suspicious about something happening within the guards I think Uri's looking at uh, probably Kale because Kale's always the most reluctant to do things for their like combat wise so he's just like you know and of course, you guys kind of know what's down there. You've explored. You're aware. Mm. Mm. He doesn't seem to be giving off any hints that it was you, for instance, or anything like that. No. Yeah. Kale's just going to give Yuri like a subtle nod. All right. Well, how do we he get, get like Pulls back part of his armor and pulls out from underneath his plate a, a letter. And he hands it to you. He says, this is a written right for excavation and exploration of the, uh, well, there's a temple down there, an old temple of um, uh, Aradon. As, you know, perhaps I was thinking we could use this old right which right. I found in the, I uh, found in the magisterium, uh, going through the notes, trying to discover what exactly was down there. This right enables passage down there, and I have left the names blank so you may fill them in with whatever and whoever's names that you wish and I'll leave that in your possession to do if you were to discuss um, there are usually well, there should be and he says very firmly should be two guards posted at a old an old mermaid statue which has gone dry it's got a bit of coppering like rust to it and there should be two individuals parked there, standing guard, and there is a trapdoor that leads down below. There you is also this was in... the woodworkers. 
Yes, the woodworkers district. Right, 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 right. I can I can show you if you wish. I can escort you there and show you. Um, oh, well, we'll be able to find mm. it. I think they can also. I'm sure we can find. Them. I can also mention, but I can't obviously show you that it's the toy shop. Right. That's uh, good to know. Uh, well, uh, I'm not gonna say. Yes, well, I uh, kind of am hopeful we find something that links to Menagerie because then we have more to put these two pricks away that... Do not believe that they will... With the eyewitness accounts from you three, as well as the number of uh, other members of your circus that were there, and myself witnessing the fight that occurred, there's not much that's going And if it is so that the courts decide that they are guilty, they will both hang. Mm. Yeah, pleased expression on Uri's face there, I think. Well, uh, Derekus, if there's uh, nothing else, uh, we do have quite a busy morning ahead and uh, think a little bit more busy now preparing for uh, various ex es escapades, es escapades, escapades, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I get uh, it. That we will be, yeah, yeah, inevitably undertaking uh, from now, but... Uh, and keep this between yourselves. Again, I don't know what guards I can trust. I'm trying to send the most trustworthy ones I know. At least I can vouch for your way to protect you. And I'm reluctant to send ones that I don't trust towards the menagerie to protect them. Makes a lot of but sense. there are a few. We'll just hold out his hand for a handshake. Firmly shakes and squeezes. I will be able to... If you do find information for this, obviously we will be able to pay you for it. If something is found and justice is brought, you will be paid for. Whether it's through the circus or through another means, I'm. we will organise that later. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, we will look at the other, the other three and just... All right. He will give you. Uh, he will offer his hand towards Javier. As in for a handshake, or is he giving me the letter? For a handshake. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll shake his but, hand. I didn't want it to be awkward. That's right. He will hand you the letter if you wish. I guess I never really handed it to any one of you. He hands out the letter. I, I'll grab the letter and shake his hand. Like, okay, it will cross over and. Yeah. And Darakus goes to shake Kale's hand. The most normal handshake that Kale's had the whole time he's been in Eskida. He shakes it back. Bunny's just kind of standing there, kind of like looking around at everyone. <laughs> no idea what's going on, really. Uh, he goes, uh, yeah, and he puts out his hand and shakes. <laughs> and he goes, um, I'll leave the room for you. Uh, there will be an officer outside. Um, be careful what you discuss. And yeah, thank you so much. And he gives you like a salute, like right fist onto heart, gives you a short bow and exits the room. Bunny just kind of like watches him go. And comes back and goes, uh, Jellico's dead. That's, uh, how you, uh, how you feeling? <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps we should talk about this when we're not inside, uh. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, um, all right, well, uh, I'll follow yous then, I guess, uh, we'll, we'll go. Muriel, open the door and walk out, leading out to the, uh, going out to the, uh, main square. Uh, officer closes the door behind you. You walk through, looking at some of the desk. You now see a couple of officers now, just like looking at you and like kind of looking down at paper and then looking back up at you. Perhaps it's like that sense of paranoia where like you know that you're being watched by some of the guards and probably perhaps 
they are literally mm. looking at you. You've got that sense of paranoia. The gnome does not look up from his notepad or say anything as you walk past him. And you're back onto the streets of Eskadai in the busy conclave. Uriel will give the, uh, the gnome just a, thanks, mate, uh, as they leave. <laughs> he does not say a word. <coughs> Didn't you see him maybe a shake of the head of his, like, his faintly, uh, what's it called? Uh, bleached hair just, like, wobble back and forth. Oh. Yeah. Uriel, like, looked down at Bunny's like, Bunny, Bunny, go, go, go ding the bell again. No, no, don't, don't. Maybe well, I can. looks like he's, he's having a hard morning already. Don't make it any worse, I guess. Well, no, I think he's enjoying himself. <laughs> you know, he seems pretty stuck into his work. Uh, yeah, he does look like he likes it. That's, well, actually, I don't know if you know much about gnomes, but... No, I work I with one. He's... I work with one. He had bright orange hair. It was great because when we ever worked underground, we could always like tell who he was because it would reflect in the light. That, that is helpful, actually. It, uh, it was really helpful. You know, yeah, when I think like, it starts uh, to go bleached, it means they're like, you know, all apathetic or something and like yeah. not happy with themselves. Yeah, they are. When they're not motivated to do what they want to do. Yeah, like, yeah they, so, they, so, they kind so, of like feel yeah. like they're stuck in a lamp, like kind of like doing the same mundane job over and over and over again, but not getting enjoyment yeah. out of it. Um, yeah, it's apparently very sad. That's like, what I was saying, him. poor bloke. Surprised we don't see too many. Like, luckily, the uh, the the gnome is in charge of the band. He seems to have very vibrant hair. I uh, forget his name. He's a character I've not think, thought about for a while. Uh, he's got bright blue hair. Uh, he seems pretty happy with the, the music. But um, as long uh, as he gets like <laughs> events warning and whatnot when when we like the which we don't. Cues. But I think no, he likes. Right. I think part of him enjoys that. You know, Keeps like him just on his toes, you know. Yeah, yeah it makes him like, become more uh, creative when he's thinking of things. Those transitions, it's like he's, he's always got to make sure he's like got a transition from one bit into a different bit because it's like oh, yeah, it will come out and it's like and now it's like with the flam, Flamboni yeah. sister, he did a really good. That is what I sound like. And, and then yeah, like did, when he did with Kale's performance, where he was just like follow the. I told me about it because he gets drunk and we sometimes discuss things. Uh, he was saying like just follow what the brooms do, and he's like, oh, well now I have to create music based off brooms. How the fuck do I do that? You know? Yeah, like, he didn't be swear. so confusing if you. Yeah, but yeah. it was so good like I was just listening it was like that's exactly what the broom is doing it's like that little like light music and then it's yeah. like a bum and when it sort of happens it's crazy he's really talented it's like that one the one tale that uh, might that were, that I heard a lot in my uh, my uh, mind about the um, that one magical book that was written read by a uh, uh, like a by a, a mouse that a uh, commanded all these things to come into power and move around and stuff and then he got in trouble that sounds scary it is very scary don't watch it if you're young uh also uh, don't sue us uh where do you guys head to I'm, now i'm gonna go what do you want to do you kind of got like a, a reasonably big bomb dropped on you well, let's go to the armory i think is what have you wanted to do right yeah we're, we're still here we're still here on a purpose so we're i go to either a blacksmith or some kind of market where perhaps they have some more exotic type weapons okay um do you want to send me a message later of what you want to buy we don't have to go through the whole process of you buying it uh we'll organize cash um, money later all right um and we are able to just transfer it over so we head over to the markets we head over to actually give me you know what do you ask kale to give you a hand as he seemingly has a beautiful mercantile law um yeah, I mean, if we're all going together, I, I will ask. I will. I have two very specific things in mind that I want to try and purchase, so I'll ask these two to help me look for them. On top of all of our okay. uh, 
regular weapons for the the regular circus folk. That stuff's going to be yeah. easy to find. It is just you'll be it's, it'll be a gold piece, and you can probably get about ten like what's it called like practice swords yeah. or like dull down blades and stuff like that that yeah. would give like a light bruising if like hit on the right person so if you're after weapon swords and stuff that'll be a gold piece for all of that um if you're after like more exotic weapons like we're talking bows and shit that's going to be like something we can organize um and discuss we can figure yeah. out what we're going to do with the theory will just get, like he'd just be after like the practice blades and yeah. like short swords and stuff like any like wooden yeah. practice stuff do a, or just, do a gold yeah. a gold for that so we'll say yeah, that's yeah, a gold yeah. point that he's not to worry about. Um, well, have I, yeah, you tell me. You come across a certain store. Describe it to me. What do you see inside when you're talking exotic weapons? I, I think the thing that Javier is looking for would probably not be in a store necessarily that just stocks, like, weapons, mm. but probably more in, like, a... Uh, you know, you know, like those old ladies that have just a bunch of weird shit, and you're like, okay, I'm yes. just gonna have a look. And there's one small weapon that's it's like, like an op shop or something. There's, sorry, there's a small section that's just like weapons, mm. and you know, it could be like uh, a dagger with a bone hilt and uh, like a cat of nine tails, and you're like, what mm. on earth are these doing here? Yeah, and so in and amongst these weapons where it's like that's probably more were used maybe at one stage like it's an estate that is now closed down and these are odd weapons that were used as part of the furniture like things to hang up on the wall things as display decorative even yeah maybe what do you find just trophies from somewhere possibly from a far-off land where like even some exploits from the Mwangi expanse or somewhere uh like a certain blade from a certain pirate or something like that from the shackles but one thing in particular catches your eye or two things catch your eye should i say and what are they uh one is assuming that you'll you'll let these materialize uh yeah a a cane with uh just like a, a nice carved cane with uh what looks like a hip bone as the the Ooh. handle yes um and the other is a dagger like blade but it's curved uh Instead of straight like a dagger is, it's curved hmm. and and a little bit shorter, and it's got like this really uh, uh, deadly looking point on the end of it. Ooh, you're going through some of these weapons and you're like marveling at them, and you walk over, uh, and, and you, as you're looking over, the old woman comes up and says, "You find anything that you enjoy, dearie?" Uh, these they look yes, quite I interesting. Do. Where where did you acquire these? Uh, there was a family in town that. Um, and ancestors have passed down these uh, I believe that they were uh, some sort of gift from some far off family from Ustalav or something like that just due to the grimoire of, of how this thing looks a simple cane appears by it and uh, some sort of you know, family heirloom knife some kind um, as far as I'm aware it's uh, uh, yes. Well, as much as I know about them, sadly, I've never seen anything stuff. quite like it. It's um... no, it's very interesting. It's um, uh, very beautiful. And as far as I'm aware, that's uh, is human hip bone there. It's human hip bone, you say? Yes, yes. It's not quite uncommon in, in love to have such a how do I say grand uh, odd look to things. Do you know you if know this I mean? human hip bone came from the family that was holding the heirloom? I would not be able to tell you. Because that would be rather macabre. Very, very, but that's what happens when when you go to visit uh, Ustalov. 
It's very macabre area. Rub shoulders with ghouls sometimes, I've been told. Was that Gib? Yes. Well, I mean, I hope these items aren't cursed. As far as I'm aware, no. Uh, I mean, they could be. If anyone has a magical touch, perhaps they can look over them and check that they are. Well, how much are you asking for them? Uh, um, we're looking at about three gold pieces, probably for both as a set. Three gold? I can give you two. Two gold pieces? Old lady has to eat at night. She's very, very obviously in very elaborate <laughs> clothing. <laughs> I can't... I can do it for two gold pieces, eight silver. Look, I came here on a whim. I didn't intend on buying any wares, and I'm already quite out of pocket as it it is with as many expenses as I have, so meet me in the middle at 2-5, and we'll call it a deal there. Give me a diplomacy check. See if you can get this 2-5. 16. I can do 2-6, but I can't go any lower. All right, you twist my arm. Excellent. She puts out her hand. Alright, I will pay the lady, but I will pay her only in silver. Ooh. No, no, I so won't she's actually. Like a- I, I actually <laughs> don't have enough silver for that. <laughs> well, it's only like 26 coins. It's not too bad. I've got 20 gold and 8 silver, so. Ooh. I pulled your arm, I did. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, you hand over this. Uh, she gives you a small uh, receipt. 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 Jesus, what what is going on with my mouth? <laughs> a small receipt for these. And you tell me what these blades are. Uh, so the cane... She had no idea whether the cane was or was not a uh, sword cane, by the way, if that's what it's meant to be. It, it is not. It is just... A, it, it is called a probing cane. Um, so probing it, it cane. is just... A, it is literally just a cane, but um, it's a finesse weapon that has the sweep ability, so I Ooh. get bonuses to hit adjacent enemies um, I like this. when I attack multiple times. Mm. And it also counts as a club, so it can knock people away. So it's quite sturdy. Very cool. Uh, the other one is called a karambit um it's like if you've played csgo you know the uh how they hold the, the dagger curved, backwards that. and it's curved forward the knife yeah um so really short dagger but it's like curved forward into this super sharp point um mm. so it's it's interesting because it doesn't do very much damage it's just d4 but yep. if you crit it changes to 2d8 oh fuck Whoa. all right well it looks like you're gonna have to be like capitalizing on crits now that's amazing so from 1d4 to 2d8 that's jesus that's incredible with magic weapon as well on top of that oh yeah if i magic we'll we'll go into this eventually get to it yeah so yeah you come out the shop and you both see him walk out of the shop like maybe put the knife on his hip perhaps and in his hand he has now this human hip bone uh, cane with like a slight hook to it at, uh, up where the bone is. That looks a bit weird. Give me a, t- uh, give me a um, society check, um, Kale, because I feel like you would recognize this. Oh, 24. Oh, very, very nice. You do recognize that this weapon uh, does come from Tianzi, this style of weapon. And perhaps you spot also on his hip another blade that is from a similar region. I see. You're going to be dabbling in the martial arts now, are we? I mean, I already was, but I figured I might try my hand with a few new things. Always willing to learn, you see? Oh, very nice. Right, well, as long as you don't try and teach anyone how to use that thing this morning. Yes, I'll be keeping these strictly to myself. Good. All right. You found the weapons. 
We've got a new blade and club for Javier. Does anyone else want to do any shopping before we let Bunny try on his new outfit? Um, while we were in that shop, yes. would she have... You tell me what you... is. If it's an exotic weapon, most likely it's going to be there, like a, a specialized weapon. If you're looking for something a bit more run-of-the-mill, there will be another shop nearby that you could probably get. Most likely not in that kind of like... What do I want to say? I want to say like a, um antique shop, that makes sense. It'll probably be a bit more exotic-y. Yeah. So if you're after something in particular, you tell me, like, if we're looking at the blacksmith that seems to be sitting down, like, etching runes into weapons, for instance, if that's the kind of direction we're going in. Hmm. You might just, like... Again, open. I know certain a certain wizard was looking at perhaps getting a rune been placed inside a certain weapon of theirs. Um, yeah, but he still can't afford it. What were you thinking? Bray, as well. Well, Uri might just, like, wander over and um, just see what he's doing. Okay. He's like, that looks uh, like you could make a weapon do quite a bit of damage doing what you're doing. Oh, aye. Like, if you uh, put a certain rune inside these weapons in the right spot with the right words, they're able to, uh, well, cause devastating power. And he's, like, pulling, he's, like, looking back at his uh, work, like, showing it back and forth. He's, like, a little dagger that he's, like, etching some sort of symbol on it. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Why, have you got something that you've been Uh, looking at? And kind of looks up at you. Well, I mean, I'm I'm always one for uh, improving my uh, armament, uh, as it were. Actually, while I'm thinking of it, uh, do you you buy uh, gems and talismans that you attach to to, to weapons as as well? I have a few, I have a few. Um, I dabble in the magical ways of... Yeah, weapons. I'm able to put runes on things and I'm able to, uh, you know, I've got a few talismans that we can attach to things that, you know, once activated may or may not drop off depending on the potency. Yeah. Because um, Uri's got this fear gem. Yes. He'll uh, just pull it out. He wants to kind of pedal that off, does he? Yeah, that's what he was thinking. Or like trading it for a, uh, you know. Yeah, so it's able to be pulled out of the because uh, you had it, it was originally in the hilt of that um, that sword. That's right. Uh, that sword hilt. Yeah. Back in the tower, and so you've kind of been carrying this around in your pocket. You haven't actually placed it in anything yet. No. So you pull out this thing, and almost as you touch it, as you place your fingers around it, you obviously get like a little bit of a like a jolt through you, and perhaps a bad memory of being like having your head stepped on by um, um, Jellico. A Jellico pops into your head as you touch it. You pull it out. And you like show it to him, and he's like, "That is curious. That is." Uh, he brings out like uh, an eyeglass thing that he puts over his head, um, like a little frame thing he puts on, and like flicks a couple things down so it gives him like a really pinpointed view. So, may I, may I take it? Have a look. Uh, of course. Uh... And as soon as he like touches it with his hands, you feel the shudder go through him. And he's like, cocks his head. And he's like, interesting. And he gets a look at it. And he's like, I'll give you uh, twelve gold pieces for this. Twelve, you say? Hmm. Uh, well. uh... I was kind of thinking possibly we could uh, perhaps do some kind of some kind of trade. Uh, mm-hmm. That there uh, interesting gem for uh, an uh, alteration to one of my weapons. All right. What were you thinking, just off the top of your head? Um, uh, I'm not really sure. I'll have to have a look through. Okay. If that's all right. He will. He will agree. Yeah. And whatever gold difference will pay. Yeah. Uh, you've just got to leave your weapon with him overnight and he'll get it sorted for you. All right. So we don't have to worry about doing the whole shopping thing. Yeah. So yeah, so he's more than happy. He spits in his hand, puts out his hand. Yeah, Uriel spit in his hand and also and shake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of like licks his hand, puts it in yours, gives it a shake. 
and he puts the gem back and then do you pass over any weapon that you have on you I can say you have it on you now it's totally fine um might hand over his knuckle dagger his orc knuckle cool. dagger cool yeah done you hand over your orcish knuckle dagger and he kind of he's impressed with like the, the brutish kind of like crudeness of the craft of this where it's like it's very much I always imagined orc weapons like urukai armor mm. where it's like they're very stiff edges but yet bubbly and ripply yeah you know yeah. so like you hand over like basically what looks like basically like you know an, a, a cool knuckle duster that's just like basically got like a punching dagger at the end of it pretty much yeah and he will put it aside and write a little note on it and like put tie it to the knuckle, du- uh, knuckle duster and like, yep come tomorrow morning you will be done thanks mate pleasure so what kale it is a hundred GP to get the runes kales after ooh how much are you short Oh, he's got 62 at the moment. Oh, 61 in a little bit. Oh my god, that is so much gold. <laughs> I have 18. Well, you'll definitely, I mean, add max. So if you've got 64, you'll have 70, uh, I'll say. Everyone can give themselves six gold for whatever payments we can do. Organize that out later. Uh, so with the 70, I, you've still got a few things that you could possibly sell, uh, depending where they're floating about. You've got the plus one sickle, which... Uh, we'll organize it. I'm sure there's enough items that you guys have collectively to be able to get this rune stuff done. So if you want to drop off your weapon and get the runes that you want on it at the moment, Kale, we'll be able to get that done. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it's good. Well, we probably won't. If it's going to leave him broke, probably won't worry about it. Well, look, what we'll do is we'll discuss it out of episode and then I can see what kind of items you guys have, what you can sell, what you can organize to put to currency together to be able to purchase this. So you end up leaving this area and start heading towards... Um, your favorite store, Kale. Your uh, the shop in which you put in the order for Bunny's suit. Oh yeah. Oh, that's start right. heading down. All right. Start heading down towards it, and you can see it. And uh, little bell rings as you walk inside. Obviously, suits, pinstripes, every kind. Bunny walks in and goes, "Oh, I've been here before." Looks around, and then you see from uh, behind the desk goes, "Ah, uh, Monsieur Lord," uh, and he gives you a bow. And he goes, uh, "Lord Vestus." Ah, we. Oui. How do you do? And you guys um, exchange pleasantries. Uh, both of you, this is the first time you've heard him be called Lord Vestus, by the way. Because he hasn't told us yet, has he? No, well, you have no idea. Didn't he? I thought he did. Um, I don't believe you told him that you're a lord. I think you just said, oh, yes, I'm a lord. I don't think it was ever described. I think what he did tell there. him his dad died. I recall telling the party his dad was dead. I think it's because, I think, yeah, no, 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 I remember now. Yeah, because Bunny called him Lord Vestus and that's when it came up. That's right. My apologies. Uh, yeah, Lord uh, 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 Vestus, your um, your friend's outfit is uh, ready. Oh, brilliant! Uh, let me uh, one moment, uh, Monsieur. And he disappears out back and brings out this package wrapped in newspaper and a little bow tie on top. And he goes, uh, "For you." And the bunnies are like looking up at you, looking at this package. Like, what's this? This uh, your outfit. My outfit. Yeah. Oh, for tonight. Mm. Wait. You size me up. Well, our friend here did. He looks over and uh, the guy's like, we nodding. Oh, 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 thank you. Uh, gee, does it look good? And he like asks the guy over the counter. He's like, well, is there extra room for like, you know, this? And, so, and he says, Monsieur, uh, we made sure to, as a dwarf, we kept all the extremities different and resized it to comfortably fit around your, uh, he goes, yeah, 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 now my, yeah. And he like grabs his belly. All right, uh, shit, how much do I owe you? Uh, no, monsieur, uh, it's all been paid for by Lord uh, Vestus. And then, like, he, Bunny looks up and he goes, Oh, 
Oh, thanks, Lord Vestas. <laughs> Looks up and gives you like a short curtsy. <laughs> Don't do that again. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, Bunny. Uh, Bunny, I'm Bunny. Oh, Yuri. Oh, mate. Uh, Kale bought me, I mean, Lord Vestas bought me a seat. Yeah, mate. Uh, it's it's nice. Looks like you will be knocking it out of the park or whatever the thing is. Uh, Eliza yeah. will. Probably not too far. Be smitten. Yeah. Smitten. Yeah. Smitten? Smoten. Smote, smote. I think I look smoking. Smoten. Smoten. Whatever it is. Yeah. Smoked. I look smoked. Like a ham. I look like yeah. a smoked ham. Hopefully. Ho- hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Men Sure. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Like, it gives like a nod, and the guy like looks up at Lord Vessus, looks down at the, the dwarf, uh, looks down at Bunny, and goes, uh, "Is there anything up I can uh, help you with?" Says, "Ah, uh, no, I think that'll be all for today. But thank you for your service. Ever in need of any clothings to pepper up uh, your um, uh, your outfits? I can see that you are individuals of uh, certain kind, artisan kind. After looking at like your outfit and looking at uh, Javier's outfit, like uh, if you're in need of any uh, touch-ups or anything like that, then." I'd be happy to uh, assist. Obviously with payment, but, you know. Please don't touch me up. Dis- discounted for, you know, the royalty. I can advertise that I, um, you know, I work with the Lord. It's, uh, it works well with business. Okay, let's just go side-eye <laughs> the other two. No. <laughs> uh, we... Right, well, best yeah, be off then. Thank, thank you, you again. Thank you, And uh, goodbye, Lord Vestas. Gives you, like, a short bow and then disappears out back. Oh, can we... Retcon that Kale approached Eliza over breakfast. Cause That's totally that. fine. We can say that you uh, you spoke with her and she has discussed where she's from. Yeah, we will. Right. Well, Kale will Ooh. try and pick up some, like some produce. Know, produce or specifically meat or just snails because yeah. she's from northern Andoran. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no. Okay. We've, we've got something. Uh, we can uh, strum up a meal. Definitely. Yeah, he'll get something yeah. suitable for the. Uh, just garlic bread. The region. Yep. That's all I want for dinner. Exclusively garlic <laughs> bread. All right. And you guys head back towards the... Yeah, head back towards the circus. You've got your bundles of weapons in Uri's hand. Bunny's carrying a few of the extra stuff, maybe a couple of shields. You've got Javier, like, walking on his bone cane. A couple of looks are going his way. He's got the uh, knife in his pocket. Bunny, uh, uh, Kale has got the package in his hand of uh, Bunny's outfit, as well as shopping bags which i mean hessian bags filled with various different fruits and vegetables and food heading back towards the circus you guys break through the main gate and it's like the first time you've been free from the city free from the hustle and bustle that's around you oh that was fun oh, a lot of people in there yeah i'm not particularly uh, used to all that it's like a lot of uh how do you say uh like Individuals, you feel a bit claustrophobic, like, you know. I'm like, I've worked in mines, like sensory, and you know, that made me feel kind of overload, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Very much that. Uh, yeah. And you guys head back towards the circus of Wayward Wonders, the Wanderers, the Wanderers, the Wanderers. Don't know what's going on with my mouth at the moment, but it is making words. You guys enter, and passing by, you see guards again on patrol. Do you guys leave through the puddles or do you go through the northern gate? I forgot to ask this before. Mm. Kale does his best <laughs> to avoid the puddles. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll go back through the northern gate. 
Okay, you guys make entrance through the northern gate. A couple of the farmers that are out in the lands and stuff kind of point you out and go, oh, look at that. A couple of people who've clearly news has spread are at your circus. As you're leaving through the northern gate, you do see more, again, of these posters up all around you of um, the Celestial Menagerie, which you know that is going on tonight at 7.30, just after sundown, because it is currently late summer. I feel like Uri would love to go and watch, but also he's not going to go near it. Tickets are only uh, five silver pieces if you bring a ticket from the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Remember the 50% discount. Mm. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Care, care put all the things yep. he gathered in a cauldron, right? Did it, I can't specifically remember. Did he set fire to him or anything, or he was just putting him in the I cauldron? I don't think you did. I think it was just like swirling around and moving. Mm. So yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as you're aware. <laughs> well, I'm, he's not going to discuss it with the rest of the party. But he's gonna—he's got some hijinks. He wants to—he wants to uh, carry out. Oh god, this is gonna be great. I'm excited. So you guys head back towards the circus. You had your bundle of weapons in arms. Bend, bundle of arms in weapons. Arms no, and arms. arms in arms. Mm. I guess you could say arms in arms. You guys head back to the circus of Wayward mm. Wonders, passing a few of the guards' folk. As you go past, they give you a wave and give you a nod. They seem friendly towards you, at least. Uh, you head for the main gate, where, again, you see one of two guards that seem to be posted out the front. These are coming to the bigger lads now that are sitting out the front. They've got what looks like like a block splitter axe, as well as like a pipe in mouth. They kind of give you a nod as you start heading towards them, as they're like watching over the entrance to Eskidal. He goes, he goes, yeah, down all right. Busy. Hey, y'all. Pretty good. Not bad. Yep. Always good. It's a nice arm, arm full of arms you got there. Yep. All right, in you go, cheeky, you cheeky uh, fucks. <laughs> 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 and he ushers you inside, and you guys wander yeah, into. He's forever known as the potty mouth guard. <laughs> <isn't he>? Yeah, <laughs> the potty mouth guard. We're gonna call him Patrick the potty. Patrick mouth. the potty mouth. Patrick the potty mouth. So the other one's got to be to compensate. It's got to be incredibly polite. Yeah. Done. So. You get back into the circus, and I think we'll leave it there for the moment, and then explore the next day and see what's going to occur. All right. <sighs> well, actually, yeah, Chaos got, got some hijinks that evening. Okay, that what evening? Next, yeah, All right. that evening. I'm yeah. writing down notes. I also have things uh, I want to I'm, do that evening. We've also got to explore Kale's blob, blob, blob's meal, Goop's, Goop's breakfast that he cooked. Goop's breakfast, yes. 